0: There's a reason why Hashem chose those, these names specifically to be the names of the Torah, the names of each Torah portion. So this week's Torah portion, Pasha's Kisavai, is also, it's, its name is by Divine providence, and there, this name is in sync with the Godly energy of this week. Yath Rebbe tells us we need to live with the times. So living with the times didn't have in mind the, the fashion in Paris or the literature of London, you had in mind a Torah portion of the week, and uh, the energy of this week is connected to the Torah portion, and that the all and the Baal Shem says that in the name of everything, morning, in the name of everything you have its essence. You see the essence of whatever it is through its name. So that means the essence of the energy that Hashem wants us to live, live with this week is alluded to in the name of the Torah portion this week, Kisav. What does that word mean? So let's first look at the simple context of the word. What is the Torah saying? The Torah is saying, when public means to come, you come into the land of Israel, and Hashem, your God, has given you. As the Torah says in the opening verse, and you'll inherit the land, and you'll settle on the land. Uh, then you should take the first fruits, and you should bring the first fruits to Hashem in the Beis Amin. That's what the um, that's what the Torah says. So the Talmud says, what does it mean when you come to the land? At what point is it it considered that you've arrived in the land of Israel? You don't have, you know, ways to say you have arrived or something, you know, right? So how do you know you've arrived in the land of Israel? So it says in the Torah, when you when you inherit the land, you settle in the land, that's the meaning of arriving in the land of Israel. The Talmud actually derives from this, this verse that the rest of the Torah as well, whenever it talks about coming to the land of Israel, it means after you've arrived in the land of Israel and you've settled Because since the Torah says to come to the land, until you're settled there, it's not considered arriving. You come there and you still haven't unpacked your suitcases, and you're still trying to figure out where you're going to live. Somewhere in the land of Israel, you haven't... After they conquered... It took them seven years. The Jewish people first arrived with Joshua at the land of Israel, seven years to conquer all the land of Israel, and seven more years to divide the land of Israel. So, until the land of Israel was was divided, until the land of Israel was uh, settled, took 14 years. So, whenever the Torah says, when you come to the land of Israel, the Torah is talking about 14 years later after the land has been, been conquered fully and the land has been divided fully. That's the language of the Talmud. The Rashi actually hears from the language of the Talmud. Rashi says, uh, after they've. I think that's Dovi Dovi, was that knocking was that you? It was Dovi Dovi, Kaplan who's him, who's him? Rashi actually hears the language of the Talmud over here Rashi, instead of using the, the after conquering and the Divine of Israel Rashi is a slight difference between the way the Talmud says and the way he says it Rashi says first Rashi over here in the portion Rashi says uh, the, they were not obligated to bring the first fruits to Hashem until they conquered the land of divided What is Rashi adding by saying those words, what is Rashi saying to us different, why is he changing the changing land of the Talmud? From the Talmud you would think that if you personally got your share in the land of Israel, you had your own share. You think that you're already obligated to give the first fruits Not Not. once you got your fruit, you got your share, you have your farm, you have to give your fruits to Hashem. So Rashi says, no, it doesn't go by you only. The arrival land of Israel means when all the Jewish people arrive in the land of Israel. Until the land has been conquered and divided fully. So even though you've gotten your share, it's not considered that you have arrived in the land of Israel. Why not? So there's a, there's a rule in the Talmud a partial arrival, not considered a full arrival, not considered arriving at all. So since all the Jewish people are like, like one body, the Talmud of says, how can the Torah obligates us to forgive each other when we've wronged each other? The Talmud says, even if someone cuts off your hand, has shown, you have to forgive them. How can the Torah demand from such a high level of patience and, and and kindness? If someone cuts off your hand, you still to show you still obligate to forgive them. So the, Talmud, the, the Talmud gives an analogy, imagine if your right hand cut off your left hand, would you be angry at your right hand? So, so the Jewish sheep are all one body, so you can't say that you're gonna be angry at another Jew for what he did to you forever because, because he's part of your body, it's, it's not someone separate from you. So too, when the Torah says, when you've arrived in the land of Israel, what does arrived in the land of Israel mean? Arrived in the land of Israel means that all the Jewish sheep will arrive in the land of Israel. It's like going to a mikvah. You immerse yourself in the mikvah, and your hair is sticking out of the mikvah. One hair is sticking out of the mikvah, it's not considered you're in the mikvah at all. The meaning of arriving, the meaning of going immersing the mikvah means that you fully arrived, you're fully there. So to one Jewish of all one body. Why can we say that we've all arrived in the land of Israel? If Alex in the land of Israel and you're not in the land of Israel, how can you say how could Alex say he's there yet? How could he say that, that he's fully there? If you you're his brother, you're not there yet. Therefore, the Torah says, until Rashi says, until the land has been completely conquered and completely divided, that's when we could say that Jewish of arrive in land of Israel. What's the spiritual meaning of arriving in the land of Israel? The Hebrew word for land, Eretz, also means desire. So coming to the land of Israel means achieving a desire, a kind of desire. The Talmud says, Lama nikashma Eretz. Why is land of Israel called desire? Salat Israel, the spiritual meaning of Israel is to do, want to do the will of Hashem. Israel means to decide that you want to do what Hashem wants. So fully you could decide you could do what Hashem wants, you want to do what Hashem wants, but until you're fully there with all your thoughts, and all your feelings, you haven't yet arrived in the land of Israel. The meaning of arriving in the land of Israel is not just you want to do what Hashem wants you to do, but you're fully there, completely, and they, your, all of your thoughts and feelings are dedicated to doing the will of Hashem. Just like when you were arriving in Israel physically, every Jew has to be there. So, the spiritual meaning of coming to Israel, deciding you want going to do what Hashem wants you to do, the meaning of the one to do what Hashem wants you to do means that you're plemius, and inside you, you're fully devoted to doing the will of Hashem. Okay, so we're going to learn the spiritual meaning of this mitzvah know the spiritual meaning of this mitzvah of bringing the first fruits, we have to know the physical meaning of it. Torah says, you arrive in the land of Israel, the land of Israel has been divided, you have to take the, one of the uh, fruits in your farm, in your uh, garden, in your, wherever you are in the land of Israel, and bring that fruit to the house of Hashem, and give that fruit to the Koyanim in the Beis Ham English, the special prayer that was recited when you arrived in the English and there's a whole procession that was done in each town, they would gather together to travel together to Yisholayim. They would go with great pomp and ceremony, with, with, with uh, decorating the baskets they were bringing, and it uh, was led with music and singing, and when they got to Yisholayim, everyone would put the basket on their shoulders, and they would walk up to the, the Temple Mount and present it for Hashem, and loud and proud, they would say a special prayer of thanks to Hashem. That's the mitzvah of the first fruits. It starts with taking the best fruits. The best fruits means, first of all, best species. The species of Israel is especially praised for us having these. The best these fruits are the best in Israel, like pomegranates and dates and grapes and figs and olives and barley and wheat. Those uh, seven species are some are, are species that Israel is especially gifted to uh, produce, and in those species themselves. You have to take the best of those so you can't give to hashem you know you're planting figs or dates you can't give the mediocre ones you got to give the best ones to hashem not, not the mediocre ones so the torah is very specific and says give the first fruits the first ones that are right what are the fir- what's what's considered the first so it says in the torah right in the beginning in gracious god says he, he in the beginning god created the heaven and earth he said uses the word baratheos. The word veracious is made up of two parts. bays is The Talmud explains and Rashi mentions there are two things that are called veracious, are called the first. The Jewish people are called the first and the Torah is called the first. And the, Torah, the world was created for these two things. For the Torah of the Jewish people. These are among the Jewish people and the Torah are among seven things that existed before the world, the world was created. There are many things that existed before the world. Like for example, the power of Teshuvah, Heaven, uh, were there before the world existed. The power to return to Hashem is something which is above the world. Anyway, so so when it says in the sixth Torah portion, to give the first fruits to Hashem, so the first fruits refer to the uh, bikurin, the first fruits of the field, but also refer to the Jewish people who are called the first fruits of the world. Since we existed before the world existed, there we're called the first fruits as it says in the torah god says just like a uh, fig ripens the ripening of a fig at first that's how i see also your forefathers i i see your forefathers like like the ripening of a fruit so the jewish people are called the first fruits of hashem another thing which is called the first fruit is the torah the torah is called first and parallel to the mitzvah of Bikurim, we have the Jewish people. Parallel to the first fruits of us, and parallel to the Torah, we have the mitzvah of Truman. The Torah says you have to give every year uh, part of your crops to a coin, a percentage. Doesn't say exactly what the percentage is. There's a discussion, but it depends on your generosity. Some give a, some give a, a fortieth, the fiftieth, the sixtieth, depending on your generosity. Those who are more generous give a fortieth. Those who are less generous give a sixtieth those who are average give a 50th but that gift to the Koyen is called Turumah. and that corresponds to Torah why does Terumah correspond to Torah? because the word turumah is made up of two parts Torah, Men the Torah that was given in 40 days so the mitzvah of giving the percentage of your crops to Hashem that mitzvah means spiritually the mitzvah of studying Torah the gift of the Torah The first fruits correspond to the Jewish people. So the Hala interestingly that how the spiritual meaning of the mitzvah is parallel to the of the the mitzvah. Who came first? The Jewish people or the Torah? The grandfather once spoke about this in an article and never told me to take it out of the article because the answer is that the test tonve yo. If the Torah addresses the Jewish people, Torah says speak the Jewish people. That means we were here first, right? It, 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 so that's what it says. When I never told my grandfather that he shouldn't out of the article because uh, never said people will think that they don't be keep Torah. You say that they don't, they don't understand the meaning of what it's of what it says. You have to explain it. If you put in an article, it's going to get it's going to confuse people. Anyway, so so the Jewish people precede Torah. It doesn't just mean chronologically that the Jewish we existed before the world existed as the torah did but we came earlier than the torah God thought about us before he thought about the the torah it also means spiritually not only do we exist um uh, before chronologically history we're there before also means we're a higher level or in the place of this origin, the souls of Israel, there is not yet a Torah. The place where our souls come from, that place where God thought about us, there is not. There is no Torah there yet. All there is is the Jewish people. The language of the Talmud, the thought, of the Jewish people came before everything else. The um, Torah serves to connect us to Hashem as we are in the physical world. You can't connect to Hashem without keeping the Torah. So. As the language of the Zohar, there are three things that are bound with each other, the Torah, the Jewish people and Hashem, and the um, Torah serves to connect us to Hashem. The, the, the Zohar is very specific and it says there are, there are three knots, which you would think there's only two. If there's three things that are connected to each other, you only need have two knots. One knot connects connect us to Torah. Rather than not connect the Torah to Hashem. But the Zohar says there's three knots because we have our own connection to Hashem, which precedes Torah. That's only in the higher world. Here, as in this physical world, we need the Torah back to Hashem. Without the Torah, we can't. Anyway, so so the mitzvah bikurim, the Talmud says, the parallel, physical parallel of Allah matches the spiritual one. Just like the mitzvah of the first fruits has to be done before you give the teruma to Hashem, before you donate the gift to the Kohen, you have to give your first fruits in the Temple. That comes first. That's parallel to the spiritual meaning that the Jewish people come before the Torah. We exist before the Torah exists. So the spiritual meaning of B'Qurim corresponds to the physical application of it and therefore we have to give the first fruits before we give the gift to the Kay. This will help us understand a um, interesting uh, two interesting halachas about the Qur'an. Two interesting laws about the, the mitzvah of the Qur'an. First is like this. The law is, halacha is, as I mentioned before, they brought the gifts in the basket. If you came to the base of Mingash with the first fruits, you would not be accepted unless you have a basket. The gift has to be put in the basket. Number one, it's a mitzvah on you. Number two, the client who receives the gift is also, can only take it if it's in a basket. So the question is, why is a basket so important? Why is it so critical to have a basket? It's another interesting law. There are two kinds of baskets. The Talmud says, rich people, they would give their 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 fruits in baskets made of silver and gold, and poor people give their gifts in baskets made out of uh, you know out of out of. Uh, Uh, leftover things that they found on the farm twine, branches whatever they'll make the the, the gift out of that so the law is like this if you brought the first fruits in silver and gold the Kohen would give it back to you if you brought it in a uh, in in other other materials made out of wood or whatever uh, then the Kohen would keep it that means that the gift would only encompass the basket. If the basket was something simple, the basket was something expensive. The gift, the, the, the basket would not become part of it. It would become something different. In order to become part of it, it had to be something simple. The question is why? Why is it so important to have a basket? Why is it so important? Why? Why are? Why is there this discrepancy that only if the baskets are made of very simple material? Are do are they become part of the fruit? and maybe considered part of the gift to Hashem. You think, since the Torah says give the best fruits to Hashem, you think you have to give also the best baskets. And yet the Torah says if you use silver and gold, not accepted. I know this guy it was in the Gem video a few years ago, this guy gave the Rebbe a picture of his family, and he put it into this beautiful frame. They were giving the frame back. And they said, look at he was like insulted, why is he getting, getting the frame back? So they said, just like we <coughs> put him in the first fruits, if you give the gift in silver and gold, the lacha is that the, frame, that the silver and gold goes back. You know, it was a very positive uh, response to his not feeling uh, good about it. Anyway, so, so um, what's the reason we have to have a... Um, a, a basket for the fruits, and why is only when the basket is made of something that's simple does the basket is basket considered part of the gift? The answer, the answer is like this Why is it that God took the soul from the highest places in heaven and brought the soul down to this physical world? What's the goal? so It says in Kabbalah and Sinish the goal is the soul descends this world, and through its to this world, it reaches a higher level. You read the the soul descends in this world, but it reaches a higher level question is, how? It gets involved in the physical world, gets involved in physical things. In heaven, there are no physical things, only involved in love and reverence for Hashem in a way that we can't even possibly imagine. And yet, only over here is it reach, reach a higher level. How does it reach a higher level over here? The answer is like this. Hashem's purpose in creation is that He wants a home in the lowest realms. He wants a home here. What's a home here? A home is a place where you find full expression of yourself. You have to be yourself. Your permanent place is your home. So we talk about the world being a home for Hashem, that it means the place where God's essence is revealed. And, and so in order for this mission to be achieved, Hashem sends His soul to the world. Because Hashem's desire is not just to have a home. He wants to have a home in the lowest realms. The higher worlds are amazing worlds. Worlds of Gan the worlds higher than Gan Eden, with Batsilos, they're amazing places place of the full light of Hashem a place where you feel there's nothing besides Hashem that's great but compared to God's essence those worlds are concealment of God compared to Hashem himself that's not his essence that's a concealment the world of Hatzilus in the language of he says more distant than this world is from the world of Hatzilus Hatzilus distance is incomparably lower to the infinite light of Hashem as distant as this world is from Gan Eden and Atsilos, as, as different we, we are here in the world of Atsilos, the world of Atsilos is incomparably lower than the, than the essence of Hashem, where well, Arizal actually said more than that, Arizal says that according to the Meshach there's still a difference between this world and Atsilos vis-a-vis its, its relationship to the essence of Hashem, according to their, their Meshach the higher world of Atsilos is closer to the light of Hashem than this world, it's just that this world is it's, Atsilus is farther from the light, infinite light of Hashem and this world is from Atsilus. But if you were to travel, in other words, spiritually, if you look at the difference between this world and the infinite light of Hashem, there would be, be a greater gap between this world and the infinite light of Hashem than the world of Atzilus. It just has a greater gap between the infinite, the, the infinite light of Hashem and Atsilus, but compared to this world there's a greater gap. Arizal says you can't say that. Arizal says compared to the infinite light of Hashem, this world and Atsilus are equal. In other words, there's, there's an infinite gap between both, and therefore there's no difference between this world and Matsudos. They're both infinitely low. So Hashem took the Neshama from Ganevi, from Matsudos, from these high worlds, in order to reach become, a to become high level. What's a high level? High level is connecting with God's essence. How do you connect with God's essence? God desired to have a home in the lowest realms. We qualify as the lowest realm. There's a world lower than this world. This is the lowest world. This is where God wants a home. And that's why, since we are the first fruits of Hashem, so that's why Hashem says in order to do this have to put the fruit in a basket. What's the basket mean? The basket means the body. You can make a home for Hashem as a soul out of body. The fruit cannot make a difference in this world. The soul can't make a impact in this world. Dr. Bresman's loveliness. This. this feeds right into his whole narrative about taking care of your body. That's yeah. right. Okay, good. So good. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it in your eyes so so the the, you have to have a body you have to have a vessel you have to have a cave if there's no vessel then it's it's not it's not it's not able you're not able to give this as a gift to hashem what makes you able to make a home for hashem is that your fruit is in a basket you have a body and this explains how um maimonides differentiates between the rich and the poor and only the poor baskets, only the, the baskets made out of branches and whatever, only they are considered part of the fruit.
1: Although... Uh, fruit fruit is made in the
0: present, fruit represents the Jewish sheep, we're the souls of the Jewish people, and we are the first thing that exists, just like there's a fruit, first fruit of the field, so the first fruit in the world, the Jewish people, before she made anything else, you have the Jewish people. But we have to have the fruit, uh, the next our fruit, the we God, are the fruit. God. We have to take... We have to work on our sip to make that fruit available to to accept by I You're a humble man. Let me tell you a secret. Let me tell you a secret. You're a humble man. You already have Hashem's favorite. <laughs> no matter what you can do, no, I'm There's nothing you can do to make yourself more beloved to Hashem. Nothing you can do to make yourself less beloved You Hashem. You are, you are beloved to Hashem because you are his child. You can't make yourself more beloved to Hashem. You could reveal the love. You could, Hashem's love can be more expressed do Hashem once. But the, uh, the Jew is one with Hashem. The essence of the Jew is one with Hashem. And therefore, it's, it's like an only child to a parent. You see? Yes. And also, it's like, you know, Hashem could have made us out of silver and gold also. That wasn't His intent. Okay? And it, the basket concept of the body, right? They're made from the dust. The basket is made from the leaves and the twigs. It goes the same way. And what's the opposite of this? The opposite is when people try to make their idols in silver and gold. So it's a very interesting, you know, so the spiritual parallel actually is like this The meaning of the twigs, the leaves is simple things that we do The simplest things Hashem wants a home in the lowest realm So most mitzvahs are physical mitzvahs It's only the physical things with our hands and feet and our mouth that's a mikohim for Hashem The silver and gold means serving Hashem in a higher, deeper way moving the higher parts of yourself, Which is also important It says in the, in, the, in the Talmud A mitzvah without concentration, like a body without a soul or the Zohar says that the, the thought you have the love and reverence after Hashem when you do a mitzvah is like the wings allow of the mitzvah to ascend it's all true but ultimately what is part what is the, 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 the thing that Hashem wants in this world he wants a home in the lowest realm therefore it's the physical things that we do the physical mitzvahs that that create that home that you, you can't get to the house of God without a body you can't get out of the house of God with the physical from the commandments of Hashem. That's how you make a home for Hashem and connect to God's house. This is what the author meant, author explains. The verse we say in Shabbos and Dabanin, Khofitz literal meaning of that is whatever God wants He made, He made the heavens, He the earth, whatever He wants He made Whatever says, the deepest desire of Hashem, what does Hashem really want? Is, what's the deepest desire? It's us, awesome. The physical action that we do. All the deepest desire is the physical action we do for uh, to make this, this physical world a uh, a home for Hashem. Alright, and that's how it. is Higher place of us. The main thing is that we we'll go to a higher place, the highest place is this world, as like I mentioned, that this, that this world should become a home for Hashem, which will happen in a full, in a full way, in a manifest way when Mashiach comes. And uh, that's what this time is about, this energy, this third portion is immersing ourselves in the desire of Hashem, not just to do it, but to pull our thoughts and feelings into it, totally to rise. Focus on the physical things that we're doing in the world. Make this world on for Hashem. To, to move, one more good thought, we're action and action hit the scale, make the shiak. Let's go.